0: Welcome to the Public Safety Innovators Podcast. Connecting you with trendsetters who are leading innovation in public safety and expert advice on growing your own post-law enforcement business. And now, your host, Adam Wills.
1: Welcome to the show. Today I have John Watasek with me from LuxLab. He is a filmmaker, a marketer, a storytelling fanatic, and a fellow story brand certified guide. And today he's here to talk with us about the power of video in your business's marketing and why you should be leveraging video in your business and how you can walk away today with some tips on how to get started maybe if you aren't already leveraging video you know it's a uh, it could be an overwhelming thing and he's going to give us some tips on on where to start so John welcome to the show
0: Yeah thanks Adam it's great to be here with you
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting to have you on, like I said, fellow story brand guide. It's always neat when I get to have other story brand guides on the show. Um, you bring a wealth of knowledge and information about marketing and obviously specific to you, we're talking about video today. So why don't you tell me a little bit about why is video so important in your opinion for business owners?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, as you know, you know, relationships move through three stages. So there's curiosity, enlightenment, and commitment, right? So I think video really helps build that human connection in the way that relationships are formed, right? So you think about just kind of anecdotally, the way that we communicate as human beings, it's not just the content of the words that we choose to use, right? It's also our gestures, our expressions, our tone of voice, I think I've seen that something like 70% of communication is nonverbal. So if you think about right. that, if you're only leveraging copy, you know, even if it's well written, beautiful, beautifully written, it's just the words that you're using. So video helps you kind of elevate that communication and make that human connection, build trust to help people move through those stages.
1: I've, I've also heard along similar lines that the, there's an importance to creating human connection through video because you get to actually, when you see a person versus just seeing a picture, right? I mean, or or not seeing them at all, but when you see a person on video and, and you get to see their eye movement, there's something about human connection through visualizing eye movement that allows you to create more of a personal connection and feel like you know them better which obviously yeah. like you said because you know relationships all relationships including business relationships move through those three stages of curiosity enlightenment and commitment video mm-hmm. can help us move through those stages a lot quicker and take us from the curiosity stage to the enlightenment and commitment stage a lot quicker. It's kind of like that, that no like and trust thing, right? Like you've got to build yes. that no like and trust factor right off the bat.
0: Yeah, exactly. If you think about it, if there's two websites that are virtually the same, let's say, you know, and all things being equal, the copy, everything is compelling and powerful. If you're looking at website A that doesn't have videos, You're reading text and maybe you see some graphics and things like that. You look at website B and if you're greeted by a video, someone on a video saying, hey, it's great to meet you. I'm so glad you're here. You can already kind of feel the quality of that human connection being that much more uh, enhanced because that video exists.
1: Yeah, I agree. I use a tool on my website for my my uh, marketing agency, Story Web Creative. I use a tool called Warm Welcome. And it creates a little video bubble in the bottom right corner that people can click on and uh, they have the ability to like there's a little video that I recorded just saying, hey, welcome to my website and let me know if you have any questions. And they can actually respond via video themselves or just text or recording audio. And I tell you what, that that little bubble on my website gets more engagement than I think anything else. So um, (laughs) people, people certainly seek that out. They're looking for that personalized experience when they come to your website. And if, if you have that option for them, video is going to be the first place they go. And I'll even add to that, that having video on your website, and this is coming from me as the, the marketing strategist, web designer guy, video on your website, it increases your dwell rate, right? So yes. people stay on your website longer if you have engaging video content for them to view versus if it's just plain text, they just kind of scroll, scan, and then they move on to something else of, of more interest to them. And so yeah. there's certainly a lot strategically behind video. So what would you say, I mean, we've been talking about our websites here right now and, and using video on websites. Yeah, What are some of the most common ways methods that you suggest from a story brand perspective mm-hmm. on how to leverage video on your website.
0: Yeah, no, that's a great question. I would say just like with your brand in general, you want to have that cohesive, compelling, concise, you know, simple story just to clarify kind of why your brand exists and how it helps people overcome their problems as the guide, right? So I would say you need that kind of central hero video, if you will, that kind of just lives there and communicates that same narrative. So if you have a brand script, um, or something like that, just simply turning that into a video is often a great place to start. Because then people get that overview that walks them through that story brand framework, as far as you know, who the character is, you know, resonating with them and who they're who they are, uh, their pains and how you can help them uh, overcome those ultimately as the guide. So that video is a great place to start just kind of as an overall umbrella uh, kind of 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 inviting people to meet your brand um and invite them into that story. So that's a great place to start. And I know a lot of people use this term of like I'm building a referral based business. Um so I know that's popular as well as like referrals and word of mouth. So obviously the power of testimonies uh, of someone yeah. who has gone through this journey, through your plan, uh, and, and, you know, responded to your call to action and actually had their life transformed. Capturing those stories is really great because it allows, the, again, that transfer of trust. And, and we're talking about moving through those stages of relationship quickly. So if you have that testimony there in a video, that walks people through, they can see, even if it's a stranger, right? We usually think of referrals as, you know, I know you and I refer you to someone else, right? But even through video, you can just have testimonies. If it's a stranger, someone I've never met before already, I can transfer that trust, right? Because I identify with them and I recognize, Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I recognize them as someone like me. And if they've been helped by this guide, if they've experienced that sort of transformation in their life, then maybe I can too, right? So that's another great kind of first video to make. If you don't have any videos, I'd say those two together to invite them into your, your brand script or into your brand story, and then to leverage testimonials to kind of transfer that trust. I'd say those are kind of the core uh, foundational videos that you want to be sure you have.
1: Yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent. And in fact, I'm going to add a third one that, that yeah. from, from my perspective, I, so I always suggest to every one of my clients, the same thing. So first of all, mm-hmm. you need to have a brand narrative video, right? And that is yeah. essentially just reading your brand script, right? Yep. Um. So if you've gone through the story brand SB7 framework and created your brand script, essentially, you're just creating a video narrating your brand script. And it doesn't have to be verbatim. It needs to be natural, but that's the, the essence of it. Right. And then the second one, like you said, is, is testimonial videos and leveraging testimonial videos. But then I also suggest to every client an about page video or an about video. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because there's, and we can get off into the weeds here on this. Yeah. I'll try not to, but there's, there's always this thing out, that's thrown out there that your about page is the third most viewed page on your website, which mm. there, are, there are studies out there that show that, that demonstrate that. But I think that often gets misconstrued by people. They misunderstand that because when they hear that, they think, oh, well, if my about page is the third most viewed page on my website, that means that r- people really just want to know about me. Well the the reality is that's not the case, right? It's and and that's part of the story brand philosophy is that it's not about you, it's about it's about the customer, it's about the hero, right? And even yeah. your about page should be about them, right? Like you need yes. to you need to introduce who you are as a person in your company but through the lens of why it matters to the hero. And I think the reason why your about page is the third most viewed page on your website is because people are so confused most of the time <laughs> they're just desperately looking to try and figure out what are, what is your business actually about? Because most people yeah. don't know how to write effective copy for a website. And they're so confused by the homepage that they're like, well, if I go to the about page, maybe I'll be able to figure out what this is actually about. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. but, but yeah. I think, um, an about page video is a perfect place to be able to just demonstrate that empathy and authority piece as the guide. And mm-hmm. also throw in there a case study, right, be able to explain yes. in that video and say, Hey, uh, you know, I, I, there was this one time where I, I had this client, and they were struggling with this thing. And this is how we helped them, right? I mean, that's what your about page should be about is how you actually help people.
0: Yeah. And what that brings to mind for me too, is that part of the story brand framework, the philosophical problem, right? Is oftentimes kind of to use uh, Simon Sinek's language. it's uh, People don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. So if the why you do it relates to the hero and their problems, kind of that philosophical problem, it shouldn't be this way, or you deserve whatever, right? That type of language, I think that's, what you're saying is definitely resonating because if that's your opportunity on your about page to really frame the philosophical problem and why you do what you do the way you do it and so on. So I think that's a great, you know, synergy there with, with the story brand framework and also that just that about page philosophy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we've talked now about our websites. Are there other? places that you suggest leveraging video or are, are there places, I guess what I'm trying to get at is if I'm new to using video in my business, yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot of different places that you can use video. You know, there's YouTube and there's LinkedIn and there's Facebook and Instagram and there's recorded yeah. video and there's live video and there's DIY video and there's professional <laughs> video, right? Like, so there's, yeah. there's a lot of things that can feel overwhelming. Is there kind of a, A primary strategy that you suggest uh, people employ that gets them off and running without feeling overwhelmed.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I am a huge fan of simple simplicity, right? So I think a lot of times it it can seem so overwhelming because, like you said, there's so many options, and you're hearing, "Oh, you got to be on TikTok now," and "Oh, you got to be on you know Facebook, Instagram." (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) there's so many options, but I think. In a way, it depends, right? Because if you're like uh, selling a product, people want to see things like how your product works. Uh, you know, how does it function? What are kind of the features and benefits? So that might be one angle you could go if you're kind of like e-commerce or something like that. Uh, really show people your product in action. But I would say in general, regardless of your brand, just think back through kind of your sales funnel. Um, one of the things we talk about is that nurture sequence, just, if you can show up in people's inbox or a lot of times that what that translates to is their phone, right? The thing in their pocket that their emails get sent to you become, you stay top of mind for them. So I think really that's to make it super simple. That's really all you're after. So if you found success on social media as a way to stay top of mind, and that feels natural to you, like you're it it fits for your personality and, and things like that, I would say, go for it. Like, Native video, especially on Facebook, uh, on Instagram just rises, right? You, you've heard about these algorithms, uh, these things that are kind of operating behind the scenes and video just gets bumped up, right? You reach, you're reaching more people. So your reach expands again, similar to the concepts we talked about with your website. People stick around longer. Um, cause if they're, you know, just scrolling, uh, and you want to, you know, have that thumb stopping presence, if they see motion, if they see someone talking, a lot of times they'll wait for just a little bit longer, right? They'll they'll give that video yeah. just a little bit longer, similarly to your website, right? So those bounce rate kind of, that's the idea there. It gets people to pause for just a little bit longer and give your message a chance. But if social media isn't the way to go, maybe you want to build up, like you said, a YouTube channel. Maybe you're more of an educator or a course creator or something like that. And you want to prove uh, kind of your value. Um, that could be a great way where you can create ongoing content. And again, just nurture that audience, remind them that you exist, stay top of mind so that when they're ready in those, again, in those three stages of relationship, when they're ready to move forward, you're top of mind for them. And they associate your solutions with their problems. So yeah, I would say in general, just it's the same process. Think through your sales funnel, think through your objectives is if you can just stay top of mind for people, that's half the battle. If you can just show up and remind them that you exist, uh, that's going to help you out.
1: Yeah. So do you think that there's a need then to try and be in as many of those places at once as possible? I mean, do you, do you recommend leveraging like the same video in, in multiple platforms or do you think it's important to create curated video content Mm -hmm. for each platform?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I think, Again, to keep things simple, if you're one person and you're, you've only got yourself, you don't have a workforce or a marketing department or, you know, something like that. It, it doesn't hurt again, just to repurpose content. I think that's kind of what you alluded to. So let's say you create courses or you do interviews like you're doing here. You can take that content and, and create bite sized clips, uh, you know, shorter videos and put those on those other platforms. What's really important is just that that video is native to whatever platform you're using. So for example, you don't want to take a YouTube link and just copy and paste it into a Facebook yes. post, yeah. <laughs> right? You want to take that video and edit it and prepare it to exist on, natively on whatever platform you're considering. Um, so things like aspect ratios, if it's horizontal versus vertical, these are the things you want to think through so that it lives and doesn't feel unnatural when people are scrolling through. But that being said, again, I don't think there's any harm in repurposing that content. You'll see a lot of people do this. A lot of brands do this, especially if they're kind of more in the um, ed- like education or kind of inspirational. And, you know, they're just trying to put as much value out and prove themselves as the authority in their space. A lot of people do this. You'll see a quote. And a video and, you know, and, and all that content is kind of repurposed from essentially the same things, but because of how algorithms work again on social media, you don't know if someone saw uh, something that you put out yesterday, it just may have never shown up in their newsfeed. So the more, I don't want to say you just want to go crazy and just create a ton of content. I think there is a balance there with being intentional and strategic about how you're deploying these tools. But that said, I think the more opportunities you have to show up again and stay top of mind, the better. So I would say in general, pick those core kind of platforms that you want to exist on and really have a strong presence. Do the research, figure out if that's YouTube, right? What YouTube wants you to do as a, as a user of their platform and and kind of play and hack the system if you can a little bit. And then you can always repurpose that content from that main platform to show up on those other platforms later.
1: Yeah. I'm so glad that you mentioned the importance of not just sharing a YouTube link on, yeah. you know, Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, because I, so many people do that. They think, well, the video is already yep. there on YouTube. I, in every one of the social media platforms allows you to just plug in a YouTube, uh, yeah. a YouTube link, right. And it'll embed that yes. video. Mm -hmm. But people don't realize how much more reach they can get if they would just upload that video directly into the social media platform, because obviously Facebook and LinkedIn, they want to serve up content that is native on their platform before they want to serve up content that is on YouTube. So um, you can get far more reach with your videos uh, by Mm -hmm. directly uploading that video into the social media platform that you're trying to post it on.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of times there are little things happening, like you said, that kind of almost discourage or deprioritize if you're sending people to YouTube. For example, if you looked at a side-by-side comparison of a uploaded, like you mentioned a thumbnail, if you had embedded a link to YouTube and it just kind of generated that thumbnail preview versus if you had uploaded that video or even a clip, Even if you want to send people to YouTube, just give them a taste, a tease, whatever that is, a 15, 30 second clip, you can still send them to YouTube. But if you saw the side by side comparison, it's not even close. Like Facebook wants people to stay and engage on their platform. So they, in a way, reward native videos that exist the way they want the videos to exist on their platform. And so again, even if your uh, ultimate objective is I want to grow a YouTube channel. You can still send people to your YouTube channel, uh, but create the native content that gets in people's news feeds for that platform and then send them wherever you want them
1: to go. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Many people think that being an entrepreneur is about lofty goals and saying yes to every new opportunity that comes your way. The truth is, Your attention is your most valuable resource as an entrepreneur, and the more things you take on, the harder it becomes to grow your business. It seems counterintuitive, but I believe that in order to grow your business, you actually have to do less. Let me explain. I really enjoy watching the TV show Kitchen Nightmares. In this show, Gordon Ramsay goes into a failing restaurant and quickly whips them into shape. A failure point that you see in almost every episode is that they have too many items on their menu as the restaurant tries to cater to every possible food choice they end up increasing their overhead it takes the cooks more time to learn all of the dishes and they are required to keep a larger and wider variety of food in stock this inevitably leads to a poor execution of the menu as a whole gordon's solution he pairs down the menu to 10 items or less and instructs the restaurateur to focus only on executing those 10 items flawlessly. Distractions will arise in your business, and you will be tempted to take on more things to try and appease a wider audience. Growing as an entrepreneur requires discipline to say no. In order to do more, you have to do less. The Business Brief is sponsored by leotoseo.com, where you can listen to every chapter and find everything you need to grow your post-law enforcement business. Well, so, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, you run a a video production studio and so you're a little bit biased in the sense that you, you want people to work (laughs) with somebody professionally to curate their video content, but I'm wondering, can you share with the audience, maybe some tips on, you know, let's say, you know, some of our listeners haven't started leveraging video at all for their business and, and Mm -hmm. they're they're convinced that this is a next step for them that they need to make, they need to start doing video. Uh, but they want to maybe kind of test the waters a little bit first and see how it works Mm -hmm. and DIY that a little bit. What, what advice can you give to everybody and how to get started with that? You know, what's the right equipment? Are there certain things that they should be aware of as far as filming angles and, and, uh, lighting and all, all those things. I mean, just some basic tips on how to get started to create good quality video on their own so that they can get to a point where they can work with, with somebody like yourself.
0: Yeah, I'd love to. So, you know, you've probably heard the phrase in, in the film and cinema world is lights, camera action, right? So you, mm-hmm. if you just kind of remember that lighting is so key because that's what creates the image, right? The, the variation of light and dark, the values of light and dark. So one thing for lighting, a good tip, and I'm sure a lot of people over the the past year who, you know, had to use zoom more and things like that. Maybe you've heard some of these tips, but what I like to recommend is keep in mind the lighting source and where you are in relation to your lighting sources. So for example, if I was in front of a a big window, I might think this is great, right? It's bright. It's natural light, but I want to position myself in relation to that light source. If uh, you've ever seen somebody with a window behind them, it, the camera is naturally trying to adjust for that light and and create the right settings for that. So you end up looking like a bond villain, right? <laughs> you're all right. shadowed yeah. and you, you know, you can't quite make out their, their faces. Like, you know, they're just this shadowy mysterious figure. Right. So <laughs> yeah. you want to actually position the light source in front of you so that you're well lit and it's not trying to expose the cameras, not trying to expose for the light that's behind you and bright light behind you. So in general, if you can kind of find a balance for your lighting. So you don't have like really bright, you know, outdoor light and really dark indoor. And you're trying to like compensate for that, if that makes sense. Um, having even lights. So maybe if you have a lamp positioning that or having two light sources that are kind of creating an even look, um, you know, that's kind of a more advanced tip. Uh, as far as, uh, you know, the other thing a lot of people forget is audio because you're thinking video, right? It's visual. So I got to think about yeah. all the visual elements. And oftentimes, audio gets kind of put in the back burner. But, um, you know, there are really simple things you can look online uh, and find even just, you know, microphones that hook up to your phone or Bluetooth, you know, connect wirelessly. Even just, you know, I'm wearing my Bluetooth headphones here as well. The, the simple things that you might use for a phone call, the same principles apply. So, you know, if you're outside and you're, trying to talk on speaker and there's cars driving by, it's not going to be a great experience for the person who's trying to hear you and listen to you. So those same principles apply. If you have some sort of audio uh, equipment that you use regularly, that will work, or you can get something that's for this purpose. And then uh, lastly, yeah, just to, to think through kind of your presence on camera. A lot of times when we're sitting across from someone and we're having a conversation you know, we might have exciting moments and ebbs and flows of energy. Um, but a lot of times on video, you kind of have to overcompensate and be more yeah. excited and bring more energy. And it feels unnatural, right? Because we're like, yeah. it feels fake or something. But generally, when you go a little bit over the top and bring more energy than you would naturally, it just helps that video turn out that much better. Um, and, and, you know, that's something you can learn over time too, as you experiment and practice. Yeah.
1: When I first started getting into recording video myself and, and doing a lot of video, uh, content for my audience, somebody told me a piece of advice that along similar lines really helped me. And that was when you record your video, make your, your body movements and actions and your voice, like almost to the point where you just start to annoy yourself. Like yeah. <laughs> you you just, you just barely start to find yourself annoying. And that that's, where, yeah. that's the right threshold right there is like, yeah. <laughs> you just want to be a little bit over the top to the point you find yourself annoying. Um, yes, and, and it's absolutely. true because it doesn't translate the same, right? Like if we talked into video the same way that we would talk when we're sitting across from somebody having a conversation, it would be boring it would be boring. Yeah. It wouldn't be engaging right. at all. Like you, you have to be over the top and you have to make these, like, you have to get really excited and you have to talk loud, right. In order to yeah, get, yeah, um, to actually make it engaging and interesting. So that's, that's an yes. excellent point. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then one last tip, kind of more philosophically, like we talk about story brand and, and the storytelling is so important, right? So I would yeah. say, keep your video really simple. So similarly yeah. to, you know, an email, you wouldn't want to have 10 different calls to action, you know, go visit my social media and visit my website and schedule a meeting, like be really clear about what the purpose of this one video is. And it will be that much more impactful. We like to use the analogy of like a bow and arrow. Think about if you're shooting an arrow, you want to know what your bullseye. So who your who your target audience is, who is this video intended for? And what is that one kind of key takeaway you want them to have? And then you can aim and hit that arrow right where you intend it to go. So video works in a similar way. You don't want to talk and meander and kind of wander and go through all different topics and multiple calls to action. You want to be clear. Who am I talking to? You know, what is my one key takeaway or controlling idea? I want them to, to know. And what am I calling them to do as a result of watching this video? Don't forget that call to action. Same, same with your website. You wouldn't want to hide your calls to action buttons. And then people are just confused. Like, where do I go to check out, right? Where do I go to move forward? So similarly, you don't want to take that for granted and assume that they know what to do or what the point of the video, right? The objective is. So if that's learn more, you know, on my website, go check it out. I've got resources there for you. Be clear about that. If it's follow me on social media, be clear about that because people will do what you ask them to do. But if you ask them to do too many things or it's ambiguous then you might be frustrated with the results that you're getting from your video.
1: Awesome. And I want to point yeah. everybody to John's website at Lux Lab. Yeah. We are luxlab.com. And on there, you will also find a PDF, uh, the top five video marketing pitfalls and how to avoid them. Um, so if you yes. want some more tips and advice from John on how to do effective video, go check that out, download that PDF and, and get some of those additional tips. Um, so John, thanks for that. And I wonder, we've got a yeah. few minutes left here. Would you share with us a little bit, about how did, how did you get into video in the first place? Cause you, you actually went to film school. Is that right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I grew up in the state of Nebraska, uh, which I love oh, right next door. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I went to the university of Nebraska and a lot of people may not know this, but Johnny Carson, kind of the famous late night talk show host is actually from yeah. Nebraska. So the school okay. that I went to, the film school is named after him. So it's kind of a fun little bit of trivia for you, but uh, but yeah, so I first got into video into filmmaking, thinking I was going to make video games. So I when I oh, went okay. to college, uh, I had this dream as a young kid that I would grow up and make video games. So the the only course uh, work, the only major that had that option was the film school, uh, believe it or not, they had some animation and kind of new media. Um, so I thought, well, that's the closest thing to what I want to do. So maybe I'll try that out. Through that, uh, I took some theater classes. I took some filmmaking classes, screenwriting. Um, you know, all of that I just fell in love with it. And I have always loved movies. I I have fond memories of growing up with my dad and watching, you know, Indiana Jones, Star Wars, all the classic kind of swashbuckler, you know, adventure movies. And so I've always loved videos from a young age. And so now I just really love helping brands and businesses use Movie magic, you know, that same movie magic and captivating their audience and helping them create those light bulb moments with the people that they serve so that they can, you know, engage with that brand and ultimately, you know, transform through that.
1: Awesome, and now you yeah. guys are are based in Denver, Colorado, and obviously, Correct. so then you uh, you you go out on scene with clients to film. They come to your yeah. studio, but you also you can work with clients around the country, right? You'll you'll actually fly out on scene where where they are yes. and and film that sort of thing too, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. We are connected with filmmakers all over the country, so. If we need to, we can manage that and, and make sure that we've got a cinematographer that can make the video. We fly our directors or our crew out, depending on kind of the scope of, of the project and what's involved. But yeah, we work with clients all over the country. Um, in fact, we've actually been international. We've, we've uh, taken a couple of trips uh, overseas to Poland and also the Holy Land. Uh, we've done some video work there. So yeah, we've traveled all over the country, all over the world, and we love doing that.
1: Awesome, and uh, I should I should let everybody know here on the show too that John and I have been uh, discussing a partnership that is kind of unfolding uh, as yeah. we speak in creating some opportunity to essentially bake in some some video packages to my marketing agency StoryWeb Creative to website yeah. packages that we do. Um, like I said, I I preach to every client the importance of video on their website, and so we we started talking about opportunities on how to partner together to uh, um, have all of my clients, our clients work with you for video to, to be able to accomplish that. And so I'm um, pretty yeah. excited about what that um, may look like here in the very near future.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Likewise. I mean, we, we don't want to make a video for someone that's not going to work for them. We know that, you know, you need to have those resources in place, that sales funnel in place, a great website, Otherwise, you know, you're confusing your audience as well. So likewise, we know how important it is that you don't just have a video, but that you are using that and leveraging that to actually be strategic and work well for you.
1: Yeah. Well, awesome, John. It's been it's been great having you on the show. Lots of good information that you shared today. Um, why don't you let everybody know before we go here how they can connect with you? Where do they find you?
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for doing that. We, uh, Lux Lab, as you said, we are luxlab.com is our website. You can find us at we are Lux Lab on Facebook, luxlab.productionhouse on Instagram. Uh, we're on YouTube as well. So yeah, you can connect with us anywhere that you, uh, connect with folks online.
1: Excellent. Well, thanks for being on the show, John. It's been awesome.
0: Yeah. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Adam. All right.
1: Hey, thanks for sticking around till the end of the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review at psi.chat forward slash review. I would love to hear your feedback and it will also help other public safety innovators like yourself find the show. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode. Just go to psi.chat, click on episodes and search this episode number and you'll find all the links, descriptions and resources we talked about. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe and you'll be notified when the next episode is live. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you guys on the next episode.